Hey everybody, this is Theophilus from TZ Coaching and you're listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Whether you're a dad that stays at home, works from home, or away from home, our roles are essential. To a son, it's an illustration of how life as a man is done, and to a daughter, an example of the type of man to look for in the future. But in either case, a noble father stands firm for what he believes, leads with his actions, and embodies a healthy balance of body, mind, and spirit. He pushes himself hardest and commands his time respectfully because he knows how precious the present is. Join me as we discover what it means to live as a noble father. Nice of you to join me again for another episode. Uh, Today's episode, I want to talk about uh, vulnerability and masculinity. Uh, This is a topic that I've uh, juggled with. Uh, pretty much all my life, you know. Obviously, being a man isn't easy in today's society, and um, what we view as strength and weakness, it's all dictated by society. Uh, You know, different cultures will have different beliefs about it. Where I come from, uh, any kind of vulnerable, genuine expression of the deepest parts of ourselves as men is seen as weakness. And, you know, I, I, I'm actually quite fortunate. My father, considering where he came from, uh, in communist China, uh, displayed affection, displayed emotion and um, honest expression from the heart um, to me and this was something that I grew up seeing my mother as well Uh, seeing my father cry uh, even though it was only just a handful of times it was profound to see that you know and maybe this is something for you to chew on too is just think back to your own life and in in the different cultures that you were a part of you know maybe it was elementary school culture high school culture work culture social circles that you're a part of uh, religious circles perhaps and just think about what what does vulnerability look like in those circles probably early on in elementary school when you showed and displayed vulnerability not not much of a repercussion uh, comes from that. Whereas if you did that in high school, it's a sure ticket. You'll be you'll be laughed at. And so I kind of did some research into, you know, the historical context of masculinity. And you know, I I mean I didn't have to do the research to to know these things. Right? Is early on we had warriors who were uh, to defend your colony or civilization and you just had to be you just had to be hard you just had to be strong and show intimidation and you know what is opposite to that tears anything involving tears is essentially not intimidating Um, and so you know i did want to read something to you that i found and yeah referencing Wikipedia isn't really a a great thing, but, you know, you learn a lot from places like that. One of the things that really stood out to me is that this premise of um, 
they're saying nurture nature versus nurture and, and scholars suggesting that innate differences between the sexes are compounded or exaggerated by the influences of social factors. I'll read that again. Scholars suggest that innate differences between the sexes are compounded or exaggerated by the influences of social factors. And obviously that stood out to me because it's like, well, yeah, then the whole world, pretty much society dictates what we see as masculine, what is strength, what is seen as weakness. And we attribute men to being hard and should not be showing weakness. Now, when we talk about society in this way, you know, I've, I've had conversations with people before and, and, and one of the, one of my brothers, uh, you know, he serves in the military and, and like that culture in itself is one which showing any kind of emotion in that way is seen as complete weakness, almost to the point where you are seen as not dependable. And that is like that is not what vulnerability and masculinity should be about i'm 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 trying to gather my thoughts here you know these 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 episodes that i'm trying to to put together i've i've really not enjoyed scripting anything and and, and so i've i've kind of left it to a minimum and, and so there's going to be these gaps and pauses. And so thank you for staying with me through this, um, this journey. I, I, I went back into my book, into my notebook, and looked at some of the notes that I wrote from over the years. And one of the things I've, I found here um, that greatly applies to this uh, topic, I have written here. I don't even know where it came from. I'm assuming it's uh, for me when I was contemplating who to speak to uh, in my coaching, um, and so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read these out, and just to give you a sense of why I chose fathers. Uh, so men in general uh, get emotionally handicapped by being restricted of their emotional range, which for women is liberally allowed. And then a second point, it says 51% of men said two or fewer friends. They have two or fewer friends to talk to openly. And one out of eight said they had none. And, and I think of the social factors thing, right? The, the, what is causing men to stay inside their own being, keeping in their, their, their struggles, their vulnerable uh, sharings, you know, why? And, and so I like to introspectively look at my own life is when I, and here, here's a great example. When I first started out my journey of discovering what my zone of genius is or, or what, what is that life purpose look like for me? And so I was discovering things like identity. And if I went if I went back before that time, before that discovery, before I undertook that, and I answered that question of who around me do I have that I can go to to talk about these deep, deep things, there's only 
I would probably say I can count it on one hand right off the bat that I could call and actually talk about these things. And that's so scary. When, but then you compare it to women, it's almost as if they all can connect. I know this is not the truth. This is not gospel at all. But the mere fact that they can go to the bathroom together and you know talk about whatever it is that they talk about I've never taken part in a conversation like that. So um, we don't, men in general, just don't talk about, just don't enjoy, I guess, that. See, even me verbalizing don't enjoy is kind of this belief or this stigma attached to vulnerability uh, on a masculine level. Now, I always like to reference Bible verses and like to see what does the book say, what does God's word say about vulnerability. And one of the best things, one of the best verses I've found that really encapsulates this is Galatians 6.2, where it says, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. You know, so many times we think that our issues are not, we don't want to burden other people. Like we, we don't want to give them our problems and weigh them down to, or we filter the things we say to make it seem like we're okay. And even just think about how you respond when somebody asks you, hey, how are you doing? What is the first thing you think of saying? The first two words is, I'm doing good or I'm good. Like it doesn't inspire, doesn't, it, it, it causes the person to not want to dig deeper. And this, this comes back to the, the, the work that I do and, and the, the, the people that I see in today's society. Everybody is so surface level. It's so, it's easy, you know, to suppress those things that we're going through. And yet, when we suppress those things, what we overlook is the response our body, our personhood exhibits in kind of a pushback is that it it actually wants these things to be dealt with. It It is calling out to be recognized, to be acknowledged, and to be faced head on. And so... You know, th- then then we get to places of focus. Like, what do we focus on whenever we don't want to live or face those internal, you know, some people like to call demons? Well, we turn to things that numb us, right? And I'm saying this from an expert. Every every human being on this planet is an expert on this because we turn our focus to other things. We We turn to alcohol, we turn to drugs, we turn to entertainment, we turn to pornography, we turn to relationships, we turn to sex, we turn to just think about everything we turn to work, we idolize all those things. And we're, we're, we're keeping ourselves busy. And yet, our, our responsibility is to maximize who we are understanding who we are as people. And and so this this is one of those things that really, really drives me to speak about um, 
with others and and like this is really what i want to do with these podcasts is really to just like pick a topic start from there and end up where i end up and so now we're talking about you know surface level living and what you'll realize is as you undergo these these journeys of personal discoveries and 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 like uncovering of who you are in the inside you realize that everything is related that there's a cause and effect from not wanting to be vulnerable as a masculine man and and, and so i i wanted this topic to resonate with females too because this impacts our social conversations with and our social conversations uh, relationships with people uh, we we always take at surface value what somebody says in response to a greeting so even just the idea or even just the picture of saying how are you to somebody when somebody says i'm good we instantly take that as a as a pushback almost as if a don't dig deeper don't go deeper don't go further and this is not a you know a good thing whatsoever because it causes the person to like justify that their problems are not worthy of of sharing if you know anything about being a human is that nobody is perfect and problems are always there something is not perfect and those things are worthy to be shared and and talked about even for women even though they you know it's liberally allowed that they share their emotions and and talk about the things deep inside we all keep things internally to some degree and i just think that our world would benefit so much from being able to speak without a filter. Oh man. And speaking about filter, like I think the next thing we need to talk about is social media. How does social media contribute to masculine vulnerability being seen as weakness and not a strength? I feel like we always put up a front and, and, and social media has allowed us to present an image of, falsehood or that we have it all together when we don't and we post the best pictures of ourselves with filters now from different angles and different lighting it even just that can hide so much of the real picture and so if you have influencers who are out there with these issues but showing a side of their lives that isn't true and real we end up with where we are today we're we're so connected yet you know we have technology to connect us all in different ways i'm able to jump on a call with somebody on zoom into china and i can have multiple people join a, a giant meeting and yet we're all so disconnected we're 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 hurting for a deeper relationship but we just don't know where to start and so i, I want to encourage you if you're listening to this podcast right now 
I heard something very interesting from a guy named Danny Miranda. A friend of mine actually had him on a on a podcast yesterday, and I just joined in to to hear and listen in. And he was he Danny was just a real like a you can tell he's a real dude. Just he was just so impassioned with life, and he brought this kind of curiosity to life that I I you don't see very often, and I'm a you know, a religious person and, and I, I liked, I love to lead by faith, but even me, I'm, I'm sometimes I'll be in my head so much that I forget that the person that I am interacting with at a grocery store is a human being who has struggles. And I have a, a, a good emotional quotient that I can see when things aren't right. And yet I don't speak out and ask how they're doing and and dig deeper and show them that I you know that I want to have a relationship or be a be a human being like just to have a conversation you just never know or even just smile at somebody it doesn't even have to take verbal you know use words to do it you can smile at the person and and I'm saying this for myself you know is that this is my lesson, is we have an opportunity to be human to somebody else in our lives, in day-to-day passing, buying a coffee, getting pumping gas. Uh, you, you know, we run into so many people every single day. We each have an opportunity to be vulnerable with somebody we can't just expect others to do that to us when we're not going to do it. And so hopefully this encourages you. Uh, it's certainly encouraging me as I'm speaking. I'm listening to myself as I talk about it. I'm quite surprised, you know, um, that and, and convicted that I haven't been doing that so much. And excuses, right? Like I can give plenty of excuses. You know, I'm a... I'm an Asian guy living in a predominantly white neighborhood. There's not very many of us out here or, you know, oh, life really sucks and, and, and I, I, I have a lot of issues. How can I take on other people's problems? Or, you know, we're, we're great at coming up with excuses and I can rattle off tons of excuses for you. But the truth remains that I haven't been uh, noble in that sense is that I haven't been curious for a long time. And this is something that I'm going to work on. I've, I've really been heavily invested into my personal development, and I, I like to see areas of improvement and do things better. And so by me telling you here, I am holding myself accountable. Next time that I'm out, I will smile more. I will reach out more. And initiate a heartfelt conversation more with the people around me. Because this is the difference that we can make. We all have a choice to make in, in what we choose to do in our response to our problems. We can let it weigh us down. We can let it fester and keep within ourselves. And you, I mean, you can do your best to keep it in. But eventually your subconscious is going to want to get that out. 
And that's where we have like temper outbursts, you know, as fathers, as parents to our children is that we have issues that we're not dealing with and we're numbing and keeping internally that, you know, we're just essentially sweeping it under the rug and hoping that it doesn't stink. And yet it's, it stinks and smells really bad. Uh, and, and those people and those relationships around us, they suffer. So you can imagine at a, at a macro, micro level, what that would mean if every single person was doing that. But what's truly beautiful about this, and I, I, and, and I smile as, as I think about this, is that that is why it was so refreshing for me to see Danny Miranda talk about it in such a real way, is that in the presence of this prevailing culture of don't dig too deep and don't show genuine affection for others is that if there's one person or a few people who do it, they can make a great impact in the world. And as fathers, this is our responsibility too, right? Is that, you know, my children are really, my children are really shy. And I, I, I wonder how much of that comes from me i'm not i'm not shy by any means but i also have a a a responsibility to show them how to interact with others Uh, strangers especially Uh, they'll see me interacting with friends and and that's only one side of the story we need to show our children how to interact with strangers how can we be more intentional with our relationships in the world that we're a part of and, you know, especially for me as a, as a Christian is, you know, I, I prefer to, to lead a ministry of example rather than of my words. I, I don't believe in convincing somebody with my words. Obviously, if I'm led by the Spirit to speak about certain things, I will. But I want it to be about my life. And, and that's how I want my, my children to live also. Um, and so, you know, I think... When I think about noble father and what does what does a noble father do, I think this example is an important one. Um, we have to show and not just use our words, which is exactly the same as ministry for me and my understanding of it. Um, you know, who was a great example of that? Jesus was a great example of this. He he did use his words, but he also used his life. Like, he didn't have to say certain words. And, I mean, obviously, the the, the Bible doesn't, or gives, gives details, as much details as is pertinent. But, like, I think we would learn a lot if we were in his presence and seeing how he carried about his business and, and just the aura that he had about him. Um this is I'm, I'm quite amazed that I I was able to go for as long as I did um, and I'm just trying to think where I would even take it from here I think really I've encapsulated this conversation as much as I can on the discussion of vulnerability you know we have this responsibility uh, to really change we're, we're a part of this society we are a, we are all to blame for these social factors. 
and I think that's the perfect way to end this 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 episode is to take ownership, take extreme ownership of the fact that we contributed to this influence. We influenced this social factor. We influenced masculinity and vulnerability. And now we're paying the price for it. And so if this is any kind of encouragement to you, be real. Show be willing to share deeply because then it it enables others to share deeply. And I'm saying this from a position of experience because I run a weekly uh, call, a meetup for fathers over Zoom every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. And fathers from all over the world come together and just share openly about things that they are going through. In that environment, vulnerability begets vulnerability. You can't come into a space like that and suddenly decide to share about the modifications you made on your car or the the sports that you're watching or talk about some other surface level topic like the weather. You have you are in a position to show your real self. And that is with intention. And so I would love to encourage you to live life with a bit of intention. Be intentional about the conversations you have. Open yourself up to others, knowing full well that the person may not be ready for that kind of conversation. But we have to do something about this because men are suffering greatly for for this. Um, I'd love to rattle off some statistics to you about this because I, I wrote it I wrote it in my book and and I just feel so strongly about, you know, about this. It's, you know, we see the repercussions of this in, in, a, in, in our society. You know, men are 10 times more likely to be incarcerated. And so you can see the male pop, general population of, of, of prisons is predominantly male. Men account for almost 70% of all suicides. And this was in 2019. So you can imagine after the pandemic, it's probably way worse. Men are more likely to be victims of a homicide. And this percentage is 76%. Men are most likely 90% plus to be charged with drug-related offenses and gang-related homicides. Men are often overlooked by mental health social services. And I know this to be true because I've spoken to somebody, a man who was going through the uh, schooling to become a mental health uh, advocate or, or, or worker and it was a female dominated industry where even the instructors were let's just say the environment wasn't great for him and he actually dropped out discouraged him to the point where he was just like this isn't worth it and so you can see that even from worker standpoint they're they're not breaching and getting help for men when the industry is already already like that how terrible that is for for men men who are fathers worked an average of 47 hours a week and i believe at the time this study was done in 2016 and so since the pandemic i'm pretty sure this number is even higher men um, are probably also more likely to chase shiny objects or career paths that others have given us um, and this is just another example of external living 
I think this statistic, I think in my book, I, I definitely should go back and change it. But anyways, this gives you kind of an idea of what men face these days. So you can imagine on a father level, fatherhood level, of how big of a damage and detriment this does to our future generations of children is the examples of men that we see in society are few and far between. And what happens whenever even divorce can, you know, can contribute to these things is that suddenly the father is no longer there to help to be, to be around the child, to influence the child, to show an example of how life as a man is done or show a daughter what to look for in a man in the future. We're making mistakes every single day in our fatherhood in our roles as fatherhood we can only control ourselves and so we we must risk it all and do the best that we can with what we're given and so this is why i feel so passionate about this topic uh, i knew i said that i was going to end the episode but i really needed to rattle off those statistics to you because this is important to the work that we're that i'm doing and and, and each person even you that's listening whether you're a father or a mother or a son or a daughter you have an influence you can help a man be a better father. You can help a man be a better man. And so hopefully this is encouraging to you. I don't want to keep going on this episode. If I do need to make another one, I'll do another one for it. Um, but I feel like I've encaps encapsulated this topic quite well. And and I'm sure I've left off some stuff that I wish I was, you know, look back on it and say, but um, I'm quite happy with this. And so I just want you to be blessed and do me a favor. Go out, find somebody, and just have a deep conversation with them. See how they're doing. Reach out to a friend you haven't spoken to in a long time. Talk to that stranger at the grocery store. And just live and be real. All right? Thank you. Please show your support for the Noble Father podcast by recommending the podcast to your family and friends. You can also subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review. And also, if you know a father who is interested in a regular meetup every week where they can show up authentically and share the best parts of themselves, some of the struggles they're going through, some of the wins that they have, and even some lessons to bless other fathers with, and um, also have them in our Facebook community. Um, just a bunch of men who genuinely care about one another and just share space and hold it for one another. Thank you very much for listening to the Noble Father podcast. Until next time, bye for now. Mm -hmm.